Hi guys, it's me, Derek, and I'm here with Brittany. Hey guys, what's up? Um, so we're just going to get into the regular program in a few minutes. Um, we're going to be talking about is RNG, some of the um, photography she has done for the promotion and stuff like that, and her singing, and some other topics. And I'll see you guys in the next segment. Bye, guys. Hey guys, we're back. Um, so we're just going to get into the regular stuff that we always do. So um, let's get into our daily wavelengths. So what have you been listening to um, over the past week and stuff like that? Um, I've been listening to a lot of um, classic kind of rock, like Fleetwood Mac and Pink Floyd, stuff like that. I've really been getting into. Okay. I haven't, I haven't heard that in a while. Which songs particularly? Um, one of my favorite Fleetwood Mac songs is called Gypsy. Um, I think I heard that one. Yeah, it's really good. You should listen to it. Yeah, I'm, I have <laughs> to get back into like some of that like old school rock stuff because I don't listen to it as much as I used to. Because mm-hmm. I'm mostly like R and B veined, so like yeah. I stay in that era. Like, <laughs> I stay literally in like the '90s or early 2000s R and B era and like hip hop era as well. So it's like I have I have to like stop myself from staying in there so long because right. then I miss out on good stuff that's actually happening mm-hmm. um, but for me I've been listening to um, Lil Dicky and Chris Brown I don't know if you heard that song um, Freaky Friday I'm not. It's like literally based off of the movie. Oh, really? Freaky Friday, and like the video is amazing. Oh, cool. So if you guys haven't checked that out, please check that out. Um, another um, person I've been listening to is Javon, um, an RMG um, artist. Um, with his new single, Isn't Love. Um, I've been jamming to that for um, the past week. And then we have uh, somebody that's um, been supporting um, the Millennial Tones podcast for a while. Um, his name is Run It Up Tune. Um, he has a song called Ain't My Dog, and he's going to um, be releasing like an album um, soon. I'll post it all on Instagram, um, but that's coming out soon, so please check him out and please check out the single. I'm going to link the, sing- the single in um, a post later. Um, but how, what kind of throwbacks are you listening to? Throwbacks? Yeah. Um, like, any specific, like, genre? Doesn't really matter. Hmm. That's a good one. Um, maybe, like, okay, so maybe, like, early, like, or late 90s pop, like, Britney Spears. Like, always, good. like, that's always, like, a thing to just, like, throw on and, like, mm. sing to in the car. I mean, you can never go wrong with Spice Girls. Um, so that's, like, fun. I like those things. Yeah. Um, oh, one one thing I forgot. I forgot about um, Top Off. Did you hear that one by DJ Khaled for... No. You haven't heard that no, one yet? I've been, like, so out of, like... Yeah, that's what happens to me. Like, I literally <laughs> just, like, blank out on, like, yeah. a whole, like, season of music sometimes, and it's weird. Mm-hmm. So, like, I come in late. So, it's, like, it's DJ Khaled, Future, Jay-Z, and then Beyonce. Okay. Literally, I'm... The only reason I like the song is because Beyonce's on it. <laughs> because I can't... I just can't. Like, for some reason, like, the first part of the song is just so annoying to me. Uh-huh. But, like, once Beyonce's part comes on, it's just like, like yeah. I mean, it makes sense now. It makes sense for the song. And then uh, another reason I think, like, it probably irritated me, because, mm-hmm. like, I don't know if you heard the song um, Tap Out. No. Yeah, it sounds, it's like, sounds, like, pretty similar in the okay. beginning. So I'm just like, this is literally just Tap Out with okay. Beyonce on it. So, so it's, like, almost kind of sampled. Like, it's almost kind of sampled, yeah. but it's not sampled, so mm-hmm. they, they can skate off with it. So it's interesting to see that. Right. Um, but my throwbacks, um, I've been listening to a girl group um, that's 
a girl group of sisters called Cherish. Um, and I've been listening to their the Truth album. Um, specifically, I don't know if you guys remember the single Killer. Shadows a killer, but I really want to, but I really have tonight. That's the song. And then, like, there's another song called Amnesia, um, Damages, which has, like, a, a really great beat on it. Um, and then Only One, you guys can find this on Spotify, um, if you guys are not familiar with the group. Um, they actually have a few singles that came out in 2017, and 2018 was a recent single. Um, I believe that it's just two of the sisters now, because it, it was a, um, it was four sisters, but now it's just two sisters, so I'm thinking that's what the group is composed of now on Spotify, but you guys can check that out, as I said before. Spotify, then I've been listening to some old Maxwell songs, um, who I live for, um, like Fortunate, Ascension, um, Matrimony, Maybe You, um, Bad Habits, and pretty much like his whole catalog, pretty much, to be honest. Um, so that's my throwbacks and daily wavelengths as usual. We're just going to get to some interesting stuff that's been going on in the music industry. Um, I wanted to talk to you about, um, I talked about it myself in the last podcast I did, um, but about the whole like Bruno Mars controversy. Like, I don't know if you noticed, like heard anything about that. Like, yeah, I, I saw something like going on with him, but I'm not exactly. Okay. So let me recap it for you. Cause okay. So there's a um, YouTube channel called The Grapevine TV, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like pretty much like an interview. They talk about um, it's like a big panel of like um, African Americans and Africans. Okay. Um, so it's like a whole panel of that, and they pretty much just talk about pop culture and like the influences by um, a lot of stuff. But they like research everything before they come in. So it's like pretty much um, it's like the view in a way, okay. but it's just like for millennials, right? Um, so they came up to the topic of Bruno Mars and they were talking about, um, is he a culture appropriator? Um, and then they said it's like a nuanced thing because he's obviously a person of color. And usually when you think of culture appropriation, it's literally, um, either African American against white or like another culture right, against right. white people. But since it's, um, another person of color doing it, it's very nuanced and people really don't think of it as culture appropriation. Mm-hmm. But they brought up a, um, a lot of good points about how, um, how black art is usually, um, we make the art and then over time in history, we get written out of the history okay. and it becomes somebody else's, um, mm-hmm. well, like well doing and they get paid off of what we created. So people are saying that, um, and most of his music, he uses like new Jack swing influences, like from early nineties music. Mm-hmm. So people are like, he's just usually, he's just, he's not creating anything new from it. He's just pretty much just using all the same songs and just using it over and over again. Right. So people brought that up. And then there was like, um, a girl named Sensei. Her name is really Seren, but she has a YouTube channel called Sensei. I forget how to pronounce the um, A word after her name, but she's on YouTube as well. Um, so she's had some controversial comments because she's very blunt. She was like, mm-hmm. "I don't care if he like I I can't stand Bruno Mars and la 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 Like if he died, I wouldn't care. <laughs> like said stuff like that. But yeah. she's very blunt. So mm-hmm. like if you you've been watching her forever, like you know that's Seren. Right. So like so for the national public. 
it blew up after that. So it was like a whole week they had like an interview on um, Hot 97. So it was like a panel of them from the actual panel that were on Hot 97 talking about it and talking about, about like the backlash and stuff like that. And then Seren did her own, her own video about that. So I just wanted to get like your opinions on that. Do you think it might be? Because my position on it was while it might not be as... Um, direct as it would be if he was white like if he was just like how justin timberlake people say he's a culture appropriator as well and like egg azalea like and miley cyrus because it's like they can shred the black image off of them whenever they want mm. and just like copy off of hip-hop copy off right. of r&b whenever they choose to mm-hmm. and then return to whatever white style it is um so, like, honestly, I don't really pay too much attention to him, like, at all. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that, like, I'm not a fan, but I also wouldn't say that I am a fan. So, as far as, like, the things that he does, I'm not really too aware of. I mean, like, once in a while, like, I'll see him, like, on TV or mm-hmm. on the radio or something like that. But um, as far as it goes, when you were talking about, like, how he would, like, basically, like, copy a sound from, mm-hmm. like, a certain... I could definitely see that because I think, like, his last album was very reminiscent of that period yeah it's very you new know? jack swing influenced and right people are talking about um another part of it because there was in, like when i interviewed soph i um, was talking about how the reason why i believe he won over like jay-z and kendrick is because it's a fun album mm-hmm. so it goes into that aspect of it being fun and just people not paying attention to what's going on in the world and just wanting to be entertained instead right. of talking about real issues in the world mm-hmm. so there was like also, you have to bring that into the thing as well. Do we just want to be entertained, or do we want to talk about stuff that needs to be talked about? Right. I, so that's always interesting Yeah. when you talk about that. But it's interesting, because I'm in the same place as you. Like, I'm not a fan, but I'm yeah. not, like, not a fan. Like, if a song came on, like, like 24 Karat Magic, like, I would dance to it in a club, like, if I was with my friends. But, like, I don't, like, search for his music, mm-hmm. like, if I'm on Spotify, on iTunes, or anything like that. Yeah. It's mostly just, like, if it's background noise, I can deal with it. Right. And then the only reason, to be honest, the only reason why I can deal with it is because it sounds so familiar. So yeah, it's like I feel, So I feel like that's why. Mm-hmm. Pe- and then they got a, back, a lot of backlash, of course, because of what Seren said. And then just because the timing of it, because it, they talked about it, like, about two weeks or so after he won. Okay. So, like, people are still, like, going off of the Grammy um, nomination and Grammy wins mm-hmm. that he won. So people are trying to say that they were just hating on him because he was doing um, black music better than black people and stuff like that. So it got into that whole God. debacle of a whole de- another thing. Right. Oh, and another thing I meant to say, um, one of Seren's points is um, a lot of people of color and just the world period has like an anti-blackness thing. So it's like, um, do people want it seems like people want black music to be performed by people that aren't black. So it's like, Mm -hmm. it goes into that aspect of it as well, because you see that black artists do the same thing that Bruno Mars is doing, but don't get paid for it. But but if, like, um, Justin Timberlake did it, he gets paid for it. It's like that blue-eyed soul thing. So, like, Adele gets, um, like, there's African-Americans that do the same thing Adele does, but she gets paid more. Mm-hmm. And then you have Bruno Mars, who's a person of color, but he's lighter skinned. Okay, and yeah, he okay. gets and he gets that. So it's a lot of it's a lot of nuance to it. So it's like, so I don't. It's kind of hard to say directly. Like 
Oh yes, he's definitely. But it's definitely there. Yeah, it's definitely there. Like I think like it's on like the lower end of it Mm because I don't think like it's like to the stratosphere like it would be if he was white. Right. To be honest, but that's just my opinion. And it seems like we kind of agree. Yeah, definitely. I can definitely see it. I mean, honestly, like. Something about him, I can hurt my fear and just like rubs him like the wrong way. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe I'm like a bit biased in that sense. With yeah, that. That, and that's another thing too. I think I'm a little bit biased, and like in some like because I researched it as well, mm-hmm. like what cultural appropriation was, and it was it pretty much was talking about what I just talked about yeah. with you and researched it. Um, and then looking at history, and then I'm in history of pop music right now, so you see all these genres that like African Americans have created. Oh yeah. But definitely. after but after like a couple of dec like less than a decade, like white artists take it because mm-hmm. it's popular. Yeah. And they like kind of like dumb it down a little bit mm-hmm. and then make it their own and then people think that they created it. 100%. Like look at Elvis Presley. People think that he's the king of rock. Like he created rock and it's really not. Like and even and even country is based off of a lot of folk music from African Americans and people don't understand that then I don't remember like remember when Beyonce performed at the CMAs um, with the Dixie Chicks and then Mm -hmm. she got like all this backlash from country fans because they were like why is this black woman on um, country um, Mm -hmm. the country music awards I'm just like you know that like people have created this, right? You know, they're taking a lot of influences from African African culture. Mm-hmm. You know that, right? So it's always interesting. And it kind of just shows how, unfortunately, we're still in a racist society. Oh, yeah. Which is sad. Because it's 2018. <laughs> and we're still dealing with this. Like, I'm 22. And my so parents, yeah. yeah. But when you think about it, we've only practically been free since the civil rights movement because once we got we were able to vote that's when we actually were free mm-hmm. to be honest so it's not that long it's not that far removed from all the like discrimination and all that yep i agree and so let's get all that hard topic <laughs> i'm trying to find something because one thing there was one thing I just forgot about. Oh, nice. Oh, interesting. Okay, so this is there's this article that was just released um today on Billboard and it talks about um the U.S. music industry hits highest revenue mark in a decade fueled by paid subscriptions, which I find it very interesting. Um, so I'm just gonna read a little bit of it. Um, for the second year in a row, the U.S. music industry produced um double digit growth with total consumer spending of music growing to eight point seven two billion a um. 16.5% increase from the prior year of 2016 um, when those revenue reached almost um, $7.5 billion. That year, U.S. music revenue had grown um, 11.5% from 2015 um, $6.71 billion, according to the, I don't know what that is, RIAA. 
I don't know what the hell that is, to be honest. Um, but if you guys want to check this article out, um, it's on Billboard.com, and it should pop up when you come when you search on the business part of Billboard. So I want to talk about that because what I believe is mostly based off of Spotify, since that's mostly what's used in like title and stuff like that. So it seems like um, streaming services have helped over the years, especially since it's been like. A steady increase mm-hmm. since um, 2015. Yes, 2015. So I just wanted to get your thoughts about it because we still know that there's, um, while the industry at large, like the business part of it, is growing, mm-hmm. we we still don't see the same um, amount of growth, say, for artists creating the art. Right. So like, it's interesting how they talk about and celebrate this for the business side but when it comes to the creative side of it we're still trying to yeah i was gonna say is it like the payout to the artists or just like you know from what it from what i'm looking at on this thing as we're talking it seems like it's pretty much just the business of it okay it's not even like they're not even it's pretty much like digital album sales but like most of the revenue is it's not talking anything about the artist in this article at all. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. I find it interesting because last year, I'm pretty sure, like, it was still that most of the people that were on Spotify were, like, unpaid subscribers. Mm-hmm. So I kind of find it interesting that, like, with over a year, it kind of changed. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of curious as to what made people start know, paying. switch over. Because the, the only reason why I switched over, to be honest, is because um, we had the student discount. Mm-hmm. Same, yeah. yeah. So, like, I'm on it because it's a student discount, and I'm most likely after, like, I'm out of school, I'm still probably gonna use the um, because what's the regular thing? Is it like seven dollars? Is it like ten dollars? Ten dollars, something like that for a subscription. So, I'll probably still do it because it's just like me going to the gym for ten dollars, right. <laughs> so it's not that big, yeah. Um, but most people, like you said, most people I know that like probably aren't like music people would do the free one. Yeah. And, like, I don't see, like, I haven't heard from, like, Spotify or any other place. Like, because I know Tidal doesn't have a free um, thing for their um, right. subscription service. But Spotify is, like, the only one that um, doesn't have, that has a free tier. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting because they said, like, in recent articles, like, Spotify is going to be the savior of the music industry. I'm just like, how's it going to be a savior of it mm-hmm. when we have the free thing? And most people, it's like 50, 50% on one side and 50% on the other side. I'm so, wondering, like, if it also had anything to do with, like, when you got the subscription, you also got a subscription to, like, Hulu, I think it was? Yeah, because that's another part of it, too. Yeah. Because already, I already had it for, like, a year, but that just got introduced probably a year ago mm-hmm. around, around there or so. Um, and that was good for me because I was generally on... Um, Netflix because I paid for Netflix but now that I have Hulu I can watch both now because of that and Mm -hmm. then even if for me since I'm on Sprint there's like a thing for Hulu as well on there so even if I stop for Spotify with the Hulu thing which most likely I won't um, I can get off of my um, um, off of Sprint for the deal Right. so that's interesting but I just find it interesting that they're talking about oh, it's such a great like percentage drop um, increase from what we were in 2015, 2016. But it, to me, it seems like the artists are still getting 
shitted on the whole time while you're making a whole bunch of money. I know they were, like, talking about increasing the payout, but I don't know if that's happened yet. I thought I saw something about, like, they increased it by, like, maybe like, a cent or so or something like that, but um, nothing, I don't think, big enough for it to be, like, wow, you know, we're making money off of Spotify. Yeah. You know. And that's always interesting to me. But... You know, you can never tell. With the music industry, is always sure, interesting. And then, we're, and then we're still in an era where we're trying to catch up to all the other industries. Because the entertainment industry, when it comes to, like, acting and stuff like that, it feels like they were ahead of the curve mm-hmm. before the music industry. So we're catching up while everybody else is kind right. of, like, just increasing steadily. Mm-hmm. So it's always interesting. But I just want to talk to you from now on because... I think it's going to be interesting for people that um, don't really know about RMG because we haven't um, talked about RMG as much as I wanted to in the past couple of interviews. Um, but can you talk about like what made you start RMG and about um, your help with the promotion and stuff like that? So RMG is actually um, based out of a class that's required for um, music industry majors. Um, and so I... I um, went into it early, earlier than I was supposed to, and it was at the start of it. So basically we built up um, a student-run label, um, and we found um, talent around campus, around school, and in the area to be on it. Um, And I mostly do, like, social um, and digital media, Mm -hmm. which is, like, posting on, like, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and stuff like that. Um, But I also do um, some pictures and stuff for them from time to time, like, at the events or if an artist needs a picture or whatever for some kind of promotional reason, Mm -hmm. I'll do that. Um, And I created the website for them. Um, It's rowmusicgroup.com. So you can check that out. But that's pretty much. Is that recent? Do you recently do that? Yep, it just went up um, about I think it was like a week or so ago. Okay, mm-hmm. it was interesting. So it's actually like a website with everything on it now. So yep, it's yeah. the Facebook because I remember you guys had the Facebook at first, mm-hmm. and then it was just like the Instagram. You would post regularly on there. Yeah, so now the website's up. We have some videos up there of um, some artist documentaries, and all our artists are up there as well as our staff, which I did all the pictures for. Um, so you can find out who does what within RMG there. Okay. Um, so, and this is all run. I know MacArthur is pretty much the um, one running the whole thing, right? Yeah. So um, this is one of, of the professors at Rowan um, University. Um, he's been in the music industry before, and he actually manages like songwriters and artists in the music industry now. So it's a good help that he's part of this starting up the label. Yeah, definitely. Anyway. Um, so I wanted to talk to you, um, what made, like, what are your influences and, like, what made you want to get into, um, RMG and then what made you get into, um, wanting to create music? So honestly, like getting into RMG, I'll be dead honest with you. I did it because I had to do it, Mm -hmm. but also I've always had that, um, desire before to kind of start some kind of like label Mm -hmm. or music collective. So that's definitely opened my eyes up to it more and made me even like further want to maybe possibly one day do something like that, like start something on my own. Um, it's definitely a lot of work. I will say that. But um, it's rewarding, too. Once you, like, can bring people to a point where they want to be and help them out with things that they want to do, it's really great. Um, As far as music goes, I will admit I've been out of it for a while, um, which 
honestly is something I really want to get back into because mm-hmm. I miss playing and it was something that definitely kept me like you know it makes you feel good when you play or sing mm-hmm. um so it's like it was like a stress reliever mm-hmm. so it's definitely something I want to do again and as far as like my inspiration for that as I mentioned earlier um huge fan of Fleetwood Mac I love Stevie Nicks um there's just like so much history within her and um she just handles everything so gracefully and everything comes out in her songwriting which I love I love like really good songwriters and she's one of them so she's definitely um, a huge inspiration for me when it comes to personal music makes sense mm-hmm. so um speaking of you wanting to get back into it like i know you've been recently like doing some covers on instagram yeah i'm on your personal page um so is that like the start of you trying to get yeah some of it back um, so I'm actually, I have this one cover that's out, it's been out for a while, but it, it was professionally recorded. It's, um, a cover of Bruce Springsteen's I'm on Fire, and that's actually going to be on one of the, um, compilations coming out through RMG, um, the cover okay. compilation. Um, and we're going to maybe be filming some videos to go along with that. So, oh, um, I'm hoping that's going to kind of get me like going, you know, mm-hmm. like kind of starting off, but I do like putting stuff up on like Facebook or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, just like small covers. Yeah. Because I saw some of them, and I really liked them as well. Thank you. Um, was in the song that you were talking about, the cover, was yeah. that the one that you, because um, I don't remember, I think, one of my classes I was in, that Morgan came in. I think it was my songwriting class um, that Morgan was in, and then she played your song, but you were in there, and you were like, don't play this song. Oh, was yeah, that yeah, that yeah. song? Yeah, with Ben. Yeah, right? the, yeah, yeah, with Ben. So, yeah. I remember that song, too. That That's a very good cover. Is that on, That's still on SoundCloud, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, and what's your SoundCloud for them? It's um, Brittany Cook Music. Brittany Cook Music, okay. Mm-hmm. And I'll post all this stuff on um, another post as well, our Instagram page. Um, so we were talking about before we start this interview about internships. Yes. So I know. It's just, it's, it's such a daunting task. Yeah. Because let me tell you, you'll go on there and you'll look at like a listing and it'll be like, oh, you must have this experience. And you're like, I'm trying to get the experience right now by doing this internship. Mm-hmm. How would you like me to have like this prior experience? Which yeah. I mean, I can kind of say I do with like working through like RMG and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, it's like kind of like you sit there and you scratch your head and you're like, wait a minute. Like, like how am I going how to, am I supposed to <laughs> How am I going to apply for this yeah. and you actually get like the job like yeah because i'm in the same place Mm -hmm. i'm just like they're like oh you need to have um experience in sound reinforcement and live sound i'm like i'm actually in a class for that right Right. now so does that kind (laughs) of count for it like i don't know if this is going to count for this internship and it's like it being my senior year and i'm going to be like a super senior next year it's like so was I supposed to have this experience going on <laughs> before I got to this spot as a senior? Because it's, it's kind of conflicting because I came in later since I transferred over. Same, yeah. So it was like, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work. Yeah, so I'm, got me. I'm kind of, I'm still stressed out about getting an internship as well. So I understand the like stress, huge stress. the huge stress of trying to get all this stuff um, coming out. Um, so another thing I wanted to talk about was, um, do you have any, like, while now, I know you're trying to get back into it, but um, do you plan on doing any, like, live performances, like, either, like, be it at school, like, I know we have, like, we have an open mic night and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, do you have any um, 
aspiration to like do that for i mean definitely like i would love to the only thing i will admit that's like holding me back from that is i have really bad stage fright like so bad and i used to play out like every week before and it went away and i was like good but now since it's like been a while Mm -hmm. it's like oh it's like that first like time you back up there and you're just like oh my god everybody's staring at me Mm -hmm. and they're gonna hate me and it's just like you know Mm -hmm. so i definitely want to it's just like that first step and getting past that and then like i think i'll be fine yeah we share that because i have stage right as well oh really so See, like, i would never you, know with you you would never know but like <laughs> like and that it took a while for that to happen like because i started off like i started off dancing first okay. so dancing you really don't have to look at the crowd to be honest mm-hmm. like you let the crowd like they're going face expressions so that you're having fun on the stage yeah but, like you really don't have to pay attention to them mm-hmm. you literally just have to look over their heads right. and just dance the dance. whole time so like that's pretty much where i started off but i always wanted to sing as well mm-hmm. so i was always influenced by like michael jackson and like james brown and stuff like that and prince and all that yeah so like i always wanted to be a performer not just a singer so, I've always been singing, but I never was, like, confident in my voice because I always thought my voice was too high. Okay. So, like, I always hated that. I was like, why can't I just sing, like, the regular guys now? Like, my voice is too high. Like, why am I able to hit, like, Mariah Carey notes for no apparent reason without even trying? So, like, I always got mad about that. So, that stopped me from doing it. But, like, recently, like, I started, like, probably a year ago, two, year, two years ago. Like, I started getting, like, solos and choir. Mm-hmm. And then, like, just people, like, applauding you after a while. If you right. just sing, and then, like, you understand that pe- your voice is actually good. Mm-hmm. Instead of you thinking that it's terrible. Right. Which most people always think their voice is terrible. Like, if yeah. they listen to it anyway. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's not even, like, if actual, like, other people being like, you suck. It's just, yeah. like, me being like, you suck. Yeah, and then, like, you hearing every single yeah. mistake that she made. Yep. And it's just like, oh. So I just made a mistake right there. I hope nobody heard it. And you listen to people, and they're like, oh, my God, you sounded so great. I'm just like, what are you listening what to? Yes. <laughs> like, what are you listening to? Like, you should have heard that I just literally hit the wrong notes. Like, yeah. you should have heard that. But that's always interesting when it comes to singers critiquing okay. themselves while they're singing and then people yep. looking at it and just like oh that was great <laughs> um so i'm gonna skip that question because that doesn't make sense right now. um so again i just want to get into more of the rmg stuff so people sure. have more of like an understanding of what it is um so since it is a student-run label and then you're releasing the covers um compilation album right Mm -hmm. so is this one because i remember the first one it wasn't on spotify or anything like that and it wasn't going to be like paid like we weren't going to get like money from it yeah i'm not 100 percent sure yet like what's going on with that but i know most of them are going to just be through like um like Bandcamp and Mm -hmm. soundcloud and stuff like that um especially the cover one because that kind of gets a little bit dicey yeah you know rights and stuff like that so um they'll definitely be up and most won't be free Mm -hmm. so okay because I remember last, because I, I think I remember before, you guys were talking about, like, doing an album that was going to be, like, um, you guys were going to actually get paid off of. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking that that album was going to be that until you told me about the cover. So I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, I think it's, like, still a little bit down the road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um, so let's get into your photography. So what um got you into being a photographer? And So in high school, I had this friend, and she was, like, 
um, like this model. She was like awesome and she was like Ukrainian and she was like so beautiful. And I would like, she would just like do that like in her spare time because that was always like what she wanted to be. Mm -hmm. So like she kind of like taught me like how to like work her camera and stuff to like, you know, help her get the shots that she wanted. Mm -hmm. And it was like always like so much fun. And we always just like, you know, we'd make like a day out of it and we would just go to different places to get like different kind of like, you know, scenery and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So that kind of like started it. And then about like a year or so ago, I really got into like um, like live photography, like concerts and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Because like people would always be like, "Oh, do you mind like coming to my show and like taking some pictures?" I'm like, "Sure." So I got into that, and I really like that because you meet a lot of people, and you also get to like see a show. So like mm-hmm. it's like best of both worlds. Um, but I would like to do more portraits, like which is just like you know like a picture, like you know of a person or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would like to do more of that, and I've been like um, working with like some people in the area. Um, doing stuff like that. Um, but that's, you know, pretty much the extent mm-hmm. of it. Do you have any, like, influences by, like, other, like, photograph- photographers? Um, honestly, like, it's a lot of local people, like, Instagram, mm-hmm. um, people that I know from, like, around here, because they do, like, awesome work, and it's just, like, out there, and I'm like, oh my god, like, you should be, like, huge right mm-hmm. now, because it's, like, so great. Um, so it's definitely, like, people like that, you know, mm-hmm. I love to see people in the community, you know, working together and yeah. making stuff. Um, I think that's really great. Yeah, because a lot of people I went to um, high school actually are photographers as well. Right. And, like, some of them actually go to school now. Um, like, there's somebody I went to before I transferred over. Um, he went to um, RCGC okay. with me. Um, his name is Josh, but I forget what his YouTube, I mean, his, not his YouTube, his Instagram handle is. And then there's a, somebody I went to um, high school with. Like, he was, like, two years old behind me um but his name is james adams like he posts okay. mostly on um um instagram mm-hmm. and um facebook stuff so you'll see his stuff and it's like really like rc it's very artsy stuff like yeah. it's very like like um it's like ethereal kind of thing it's nice. like very dark like contrast uh-huh. photos and stuff like that it's very interesting wow. so like if you guys want to see that um check um james out on uh i think his if you search James Adams, he should pop up, if I'm not mistaken. But I'll try and get all this stuff, um, again, on our Instagram as soon as possible. So you guys can understand what I'm talking about. Um, and then, Josh, I'll try to find his Instagram so you guys can see that. Um, so what kind? So you were talking about, like, portraits. You want to start doing mm-hmm. more. Um, so I kind of... I'm not, like, familiar with photography, so this is, like, interesting to me. Um, so... Um, when it comes to, like, what do you think are your, like, best shots, and what do you think are probably your worst shots? I definitely think um, my best shots would be, like, like I said, like, live stuff that I do, mm-hmm. like, uh, concert photography and stuff like that. I have a couple of um, portrait shots that, like, I really like. Um, I also was saying that I also just, like, do, like, um, like band, like, photo shoots and stuff like that, like, for artists mm-hmm. um so i really like that i mean mainly honestly if somebody looks at a picture of themselves and they love it then i consider that something like one mm-hmm. of my best like shots because it's like somebody has something of them that they like really like mm-hmm. and it's making them feel good so you know that's always something that like i kind of strive to do like make other people feel great about themselves mm-hmm. um and again um so what's your process like either be for like a portrait for like a like if somebody wants a group photo, say it'd be for like their album cover or anything mm-hmm. like that, or just like for websites or pictures they want. Like, what's your process? So there's this band that I work with uh, frequently. They're called Domini, and um, they kind of have so their music is like surf rock. 
Um, and they kind of have, like, this, like, vintage-y, like, vibe to them, mm-hmm. like, 70s. So we kind of just, like, scope out, like, places that kind of have that vibe. Mm-hmm. And then we go off of that. Um, so it's a lot of just, like, figuring out that person's personality or the vibe of, like, their project or what they're trying to go for. And then finding somewhere that, you know, kind of, like, accommodates that, like, feel. Okay. Mm-hmm. That sounds interesting. Yeah. Um, and getting into more of the technical stuff, since I'm not, like, in, like knowledgeable about mm-hmm. this. Um, so, I always hear, like, um, from watching, like, modeling shows, like, you, like, America's Sex Hot Model. Like, right. You hear about all this stuff. Like, people talk about, like, the lighting and, like, certain light works for different, like, skin tones and, mm-hmm. like, um, certain things you have to contrast to make it work for certain um, aspects of the photo. Um, so... Say, um, for me, since I'm like a more darker skinned um, person, um, people say that it needs a little bit more contrast or light, or is it somewhere around there? Like, well, how would you photo- like photograph me personally? I mean, like, that stuff all kind of just like depends on like where you are, too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like what the atmosphere is like, like the lighting where you are. Um, and then also a lot of that can be done, like, you know, in the camera, like, before you actually take the picture. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, I normally go into a program called um, Lightroom. And that's where you can kind of, like, get into, like, the technical stuff and, like, alter, like, the light and all from there. So it's – I can't really say it's, like, one thing for, like, you know, like – Everybody. A certain, yeah. You kind of just, like, got to go with it. And I, I'll be honest, like, technical-wise, like, I'm not, like, all kind of, like, there with, like, the, the lingo and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, I'm just, like, that person where it's, like, you know – I just know what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I kind of just go in and do it. But, like, I can't sit here and, like, technically, like, explain to you. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like I just, like, mess with stuff until, like, I think sense. it looks great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Um, so, for... Um, you can answer this for both um, being a photographer and probably um, a singer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what, like, would be, like, your dream collaborations? Um, so, like, honestly, like... You know, I heard people say it's not as big now as it used to be, but, like, I would love to have some kind of, like, spot in Rolling Stone. Mm-hmm. Like, that's such, like, a classic for me where, like, if I could get a picture in there of, like, a band I took or, like, do a shoot for them, that would be, like, amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, musician-wise, like, again, like, I'm going to go back to it. Um, if I could ever, for God knows whatever reason, share the stage with Stevie Nicks, my life would be complete. Like... I just love her so much and I would just love to meet her just to like share the same space as her mm-hmm. and be like, wow, I just like shared a space with like a queen. Like I would be so happy. Um, cause like I said, she's just like fantastic. Um, but that would definitely be something that would be like amazing. That's great. Um, and you were talking about her songwriting. What about her songwriting? Um, um, stands out to you. Like, is it just like, so it's just like, it's so honest. Um, she doesn't really hold back when she Mm -hmm. has feelings and that's what makes it so great because like you kind of find like a lot of people like looking for like vague ways to say things but she kind of just like comes out and says it Mm -hmm. you know because she was in the band with a person that she loved for like the longest time and you just like think of like everything that she you know Mm -hmm. had to deal with like that other person you know being with other people and whatnot Mm -hmm. and like vice versa so like when she writes about that she's just like honest about it Mm -hmm. and you know she's writing this music with that person so it's like really cool that makes sense Mm -hmm. because that's very true what you said most artists do try to make it more vague yeah and they usually do like even in the songwriting class um like we were talking about how 
um, being specific is kind of hard when it comes to getting like um, mass appeal, mm-hmm. and that's why most a lot of stuff is vague because people you want everybody to be able to you want it to be as universal as possible right. for everybody to accept it as a good song. Mm-hmm. So it's always interesting when you hear people that are like um, very direct and very honest about their things, and then they're very successful because it kind of goes against the grain of what right. songwriting is Definitely. supposed to be about. So. Mm-hmm. I actually like Stevie Nicks as well, so Dude, I love her I, so I respect her a lot. Um, and then I kind of I respect a lot of um, I, I just respect a lot of um, honest writing. Like SZA, I respect her writing as well. Yeah, like it's very honest. She's a New Jersey native as well, which also helps with that. Um, and then you go into even though it's not always as direct, like I love Mariah Carey's songwriting as well. Mm-hmm. It's very like it's it's particular, but not too particular where you can like definitely know who's exactly what she's talking about. But art, but songwriters like that, I really respect. Yeah. And you go back into um, back in the day, like with um, Motown, you think of um, Smokey Robinson, and then all those people that wrote for like Diana Ross and the Supremes and. Mm-hmm. Um, Smokey writing his own stuff that I still listen to today that okay. people cover like you look at just the art of it and it's just amazing so. yeah I definitely love when people write their own music and they sing it because you just get that much more like emotion out of it yeah you know mm-hmm. and it's and I was I it's always funny when people do that too because I'm like how do you write your own stuff because like there's <laughs> stuff I wrote for myself I'm just like how the hell am I going to sing this one? <laughs> and like, and then even them giving their music to somebody else. Like, how do you do that? Oh, I could that, never. That's like, that's like oh. you literally taking like a piece of your soul right. and like sending it to somebody else. I could never for them to sing it. For somebody else. For somebody to sing it. Like, it kills me every single time. And like, you hear about it all the time. Like, um, there's a podcast called The Friend Zone. Um, and recently there was two, um, Songwriters that I've worked with, like Whitney Houston and, Mar- and um, Jasmine Sullivan and Fantasia, artists like that, and mm-hmm. like Neo and stuff like that. They were talking about like um, how they got started and stuff like that, and like some of the pitfalls they were going through. Um, it was probably three weeks three weeks ago. I'm catching up because I've been busy with this podcast <laughs> and the school, so like I'm a little bit late with a lot of the stuff, guys. But it's like the third to last episode well now it's gonna be fourth to last episode since i'm talking about it right now because they just released a new episode today um so again they were talking about songwriting and they were talking about um getting into songwriting and then writing for these artists and how they try to make it as honest as possible Mm -hmm. with the artists they were picking they wanted to like craft a song to be exactly what the artist would want and also what they could collaborate with them to make so it's always interesting to hear songwriters talk about it because I don't know if I could do it yet. Right. Because I'm always like, <laughs> I don't know because it always goes into the thing of are they going to listen to your critiques of it because you wrote it and are they going to take it into account and actually do it the way you want them to do it? Right. Because it goes into like your psyche of, oh, if I did this, this is how it's supposed to sound, but then they take it and it's like a whole different song. From what you yeah that's wanted. definitely where like you like if you're doing that for another artist you have to like kind of like get to know them a little bit mm-hmm. more and kind of like you know vibe with them and kind of see where they want to go with it and then you kind of have to like write it around you know 
their ideas rather than like, you know, definitely you're there to, you know, mm-hmm. right. But, you know, really kind of just get with them and what they want out of it. Yes. That was interesting. Mm-hmm. So, okay guys, we're back with um, more of the conversation. Um, so I just wanted to get in to, um, I guess I know, are you going to be, there's going to be a performance at the art gallery that we're having. Mm-hmm. Um, are you part of, the promotion for that as well yeah are you taking pictures Um, for that yep definitely i'll be there um and that is all starting let me get the dates correct so is that that's next week right is that the 26th or the 29th i think it is the actually think it's the 30th the 30th it's a two-day thing because i know there was the djs there's a dj one yeah and then it's the artist one yep yep um so if you guys are in area, um, it's on Rowan's campus. It's at the new art gallery that was just um, um, create just made. Was that a few months ago? It just started the art gallery, or was it? Oh, I don't know. Because I'm kind of confused. Because I really, I think there was an art gallery before, but I think they renovated it or like updated it or something like that. Okay. And it took like a while or something like that. Uh huh. So, um, if you guys are in an area, um, you guys can come to Rowan. Um, some of the artists that I've interviewed before, like um, Ken, Javon, Soph, um, and others are going to be performing as well. Uh, so please check them out. And then so there's a DJ um panel there as well, and like um, Chase and Treasure. Um, which is Carl, one of the producers um, and DJs that are um, interviewed, and then um, Nate Rodriguez, um, Activate, um, is going to be there as well. So please check them out on those days, and I'll post um, stuff on the stream as well. Um, so I guess I want to get into, I go into like a day in the life of me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess we can talk, um, me and Brittany have a similar class together. Um, we were talking about this as well before um, we started the interview, but we have like an, the intro to performance class that um, I was talking about before and how I've been stressed out because I had to learn all these daggone songs. <laughs> and like, we have the set list now, we have to perform like probably when's the last one we have to perform in April. Yeah. Like, like the end of April. Like the end of April. We had to perform at the end of April. And we're talking about, like, some of the interesting facts about working in this class. Yeah. And, like, the pitfalls. So, um, we're talking specifically um, about one of the teachers that we work with for this class and how, like, we don't feel like we're necessarily getting what we thought we were going to get from mm-hmm. the class. Because um, when I first got into the class, like, I thought we were going to think about because i was mainly to be honest i was thinking of like it in theater terms like because i did a musical before okay so like i was thinking of like oh so we're going to figure out how we're going to learn about stage presence and then learn about like staging and how we're supposed to be like staged on stage like the um the instruments going to be like staged right here and then the performers are going to be pretty much spaced out on stage mm-hmm. and how we're supposed to walk on stage and how we're supposed to project on stage and make sure that we're being um, heard throughout the whole um, venue. So right. I thought it was going to be more like that, but it seems like it's just pretty much us learning songs and performing it. Yep. I think hey. the same thing. Like it was going to be more of like a performance aspect, which is something I definitely could improve on. So mm-hmm. I was kind of looking forward to it. Um, but it's nothing what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, which is so. kind of sad about. Right? <laughs> and then it's like a combination of 
Um, me and Jackson were talking about it um, in the last podcast. Um, how it's like a combination of people that don't actually sing and like a combination of people that actually do. Right. So it's like another. That's like another aspect that mm-hmm. I think is what makes. Even though we don't see, like, seem to be getting stuff about, like, stage presence and stuff like that, kind of is interesting to see how we all work together mm-hmm. when it comes to us not being in the same, like, level of being comfortable on, like, the stage. So, right. like, kind of helps us with collaboration as well. So, That's I feel cool. like even though we don't get that, we kind of learn how to better collaborate with people on stage. Mm-hmm. So, I find that interesting. Um, but I guess... Um, I usually talk about myself, but like, what do you usually do? Because I, I know you're day? busy. Yes. Okay. Especially with you being like the main photographer for main, like the main promoter for RMG and stuff like that. Um. So in a day, I mean, actually, I have another job. So, um, it's through this program that's actually like a volunteer program, but you still get paid for it, mm-hmm. and we work with um. Uh, preschool kids get them ready for kindergarten. No. So, I mean, you can imagine how crazy that alone yes. is. Um, so on those days that I have work, I work till like about 3.30 and then I go um, to class from there, basically. Um, I have a night class. Um, and then on the other two days, I just have like school all day, mm-hmm. um, which one of those classes is like the RMG class. Mm-hmm. Um, and we basically kind of just sit there and we like talk about ideas and whatnot we're going to be doing for upcoming projects. Um, and then I have the performance class, mm-hmm. which that is interesting in itself, as I mentioned. Um, Very interesting. And the rest of my day just consists of a lot of, like, stressing out and being anxious and being like, oh, my God, how am I going to get all this stuff done on time? You sound like me. Yeah. So, um, that's... That literally sounds exactly like me. And I, I also, like, work with a band, like, outside of this, um, doing, like, helping with, like, a lot of creative stuff Mm -hmm. i just like help them film a music video and um just like helping them too with their social media and kind of like what to post when to post so it's just like everything at once you know especially this time of year because at the end of school like everybody kind of just like they're like do this like all this stuff at once Mm -hmm. and then you kind of have to like figure that out so Mm -hmm. um yeah, that's where I'm, I'm like, right now, just yeah. stressed and... I'm kind of in the same place. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's kind of, like, because I'm trying to still figure out... Because I'm not, like, a social media person. Like, even though Brit's helping me with social media and, like, yeah. posting and stuff like that. Like, I'm not, like, a social media person. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, I don't know, like, some of the aspects of, like, posting and, like, when's the best time to post this? And when's right. the best time to post well, this to get the most likes? It also kind of, like, that stuff depends on, like, what day it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely you want to keep up presence. So if you can, post something, like, once a day. Mm-hmm. And if you can't do that, then try to make it, like, every other day. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely that's, like, key. Just so, like, people keep seeing you and then they're like, all right, what's this person all about, you know? Yeah. And it makes them curious. Yeah, because that's always one of those things. Because then I'm not one of those people that likes to take selfies at all either. Right. So I'm just like, so do I take a picture of, like, what I'm eating? Do I take a picture of, like, the environment I'm around? And yeah. Just that. So it's like, and then I heard that, like, especially for, like, the podcast when I'm, like, doing this, like, the best days are, like, during the week. Like, mm-hmm. you don't want to do something on Fridays. You want to do, like, something. If you do it, you do it, like, on the weekends. If yeah. In the post. Um, stuff about your podcast so that's like a learning thing I'm trying to learn as well mm-hmm. so it's like interesting 
and like all these different things and I've been watching YouTube videos oh, about, like listen. trying to figure out oh this works for this people and then trying to figure out how I can get a better editing software for like just mm-hmm. my YouTube videos period and then like the podcast yeah. which also costs money which is stressful because like I had to balance making money getting money then spending, sure, spending money <laughs> and then being like oh you have to eat dinner so you don't die yeah. and drink something so you don't die um so you have to factor that into as well then you have to factor in stressing out because you have to get all this stuff done and post like two because i post two videos on my youtube for reaction videos mm-hmm. now and that's every day except for friday and the weekends so literally i'm up at like until probably like 4 a.m. in the morning oh, yeah. editing editing Definitely. along with the online class that I have that I just started which is killing me okay it's like please <laughs> oh my god like like the last like the last paper we had to do um for an assignment it was for it was five pages right mm. so we had to do is for theater but like we had to do like a character biography. I had that class too. So I was, it was five pages. <laughs> and you don't understand, like, it literally took me like a day to try to figure out what the hell I was supposed to do. Oh, I understand. Be- Trust because me. Because it was just like, because they're like, oh, pick a character from this play and um, write a character biography about it. I'm just like, so how am I supposed to do this? Right. And so then I looked at the video, I was still confused. So that was like another day of me mm-hmm. like being like, so we're supposed to make a whole biography about it. And then I suck at grammar because like they didn't teach us that in school really Gra- about <laughs> grammar. So like I suck at that. Like I'm always confused about where, like I know where to put commas, like where it makes sense to put commas. But like when it does make sense to put commas, I forget where to do it. Right. And it's like, like remembering all the rules that you learned in high school because like most of my classes after high school were mostly music based right. so like it's all music notation so mm-hmm. like I don't really have to write essays and stuff yeah. like that so like I'm kind of like returning back into writing stuff so that's weird so I'm like so the comma goes there but then the period goes here and then like semicolon goes right there but if you list something then you have to put the commas right after that and blah blah blah, blah. <laughs> so then I think <laughs> then I get my parents didn't do it, and then they get mad at me because I'm forgetting how to do certain stuff that I should know how to do. And it's like, while stressing out about me um, doing reaction videos at night, stressing out about that, and then figuring out how to th- go to the gym, eat, uh, sleep. Don't even. <laughs> like, I'm done with that. So it's like, I'm, I'm pretty much done. Like, me and Brittany were just talking about, like, Brittany resting it up. Um, and just pretty much anybody I can talk to. We just talk about how we need this year to end. Yes. So I can sleep. Like we're talking mm-hmm. about how like I just need at least like a day where I can sleep for nine hours. Mm-hmm. And then after that sleep for twelve hours. <laughs> just to get just to get just to get my body yeah. like acclimated to being like not overworked and like so tired. Cause I feel like I have no time to sleep. Like even today, like waking up I was like so I literally slept past my alarm. Mm. So I'm just like, great. I hate sleeping past my alarm because I feel like I lose so much time that I couldn't, yeah. that was wasted on me sleeping. But like, when I think of it, I needed that time to sleep because right. like, if I didn't, then I'll be overly tired and not be able to move. Um, so it was always interesting being a college student and then trying to be an entrepreneur at the same time. So, trying to figure out my life. Yeah, pretty much everybody's <laughs> life at the college that I'm talking to and the people I'm around were kind of all like entrepreneurial. 
yeah. like minded as well, especially mm-hmm. being in the music industry because you kind of have to do more than one job yep. to stay afloat. So that's always interesting. Um, I forgot my question. I just had a brain fart. <laughs> <laughs> I hate brain farts. Um, oh god that is hilarious I just completely forgot alright so okay oh my god that's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> I really forgot I feel that okay now I think I got it back okay so there's gonna be two more performances um for is this um predominantly for the cover um compilation album these next two performances by RMG like at um Creeps oh, um, Studios, that, um, Creep Studios, and um, Volume Cafe again. So the thing at Creep is uh, just like an artist showcase. Okay. Um, and then the Volume Cafe one, I'm pretty sure that's like our performance classes. Okay. Just performing. It's not going to be like the last one where they had like other people there. I think it's just going to be the classes. Okay. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I was confused because I thought it was going to be like a mix of all of us together. Like it was going to be a performance class, and then. Um, the regular artists, like no, I don't think so. Not this time. Okay, so that's interesting. Um, so I'm gonna probably see you there because yep. you're gonna be doing the photography, and I'm most likely probably just gonna be recording and taking pictures yeah. for the podcast as well. So I'll see you there, and then I'm gonna see you there anyway because we had to perform. <laughs> so that will be yeah. interesting yeah. and seeing how everybody's faces are because that's. That's uh, like, I can't wait for the reactions. Yeah, the like, reactions the are going to kill me. I'm like, yeah, because then some people are like, oh, I want to come and see you. I'm just like, um, don't come. Don't come. <laughs> don't come. <laughs> um, when I'm actually proud of what I'm about to do, I'll tell you. Right. Part. But this is not going to be interesting for you to see. You're going to be like, why do you sound like that? I'm like, because <laughs> um, we don't know what we're doing. That's just how this class is going. Yeah. Pretty much. Oh, now I remember what the fuck the question was. So, um, being a photographer, mm-hmm. um, what are your um, like you said, you wanted to um do for you wanted to get into Rolling Stone. Um, yeah. Do you have any other like elements of uh, a dream of like working on certain projects? Like, do you want to like be somebody that works on people's like album covers? Yeah, and. Um, Sorry about that. That's my phone. Busy, 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 as always. Um, and, like, stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, like I said, like, I do, I mostly do that now um, with, like, local um, artists and stuff like that. Um, so I would like to continue doing that. And if I could, like, at some point, you know, be at the point where, you know, my work is good enough to be paid for it, like, kind of on the side, just kind of have, like, mm-hmm. this, like, side gig of, like, you know, doing photography and stuff. And maybe, you know, going to different, like, venues and doing, like, um, some live stuff as well and, you know, getting paid for it. That'd be really cool. Um, so something along those lines, I guess. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's fun. Because I wish, because I'm always like, if I was a photographer, I would have so much stuff to do. I'm probably <laughs> so dead. Because, um, like, there's a lot of stuff that you can actually get into and people don't yeah, definitely. Um, talk about it. Because you can do... Not just personal work, like for people that model. Yeah. But you can do like stuff for mm-hmm. in the music industry as well. And yep. like you don't think about how much um, photography is used as promotion for the artists as well. Mm-hmm. Like you don't think of the um, photographer when it comes to the album artwork. Like that's 
part of photography as well. Mm-hmm. Then you have to think of like the whole like we don't get it as much now, but um, when you used to get that booklet in the album. Oh, and then, yeah. like, have a whole bunch of photos with the artist. Like, yeah. that took a whole bunch of time with the photographer as well. Then you have promotion just to get, like, for promotional pictures for when they're on set for music videos. Mm-hmm. Don't think about that as well either. So, like, there's, there's a lot of jobs for photographers in the music industry. And I'm, like, and I'm glad that you're here so I can actually talk about it. Because yeah. um, that's what I wanted this to be about. I wanted it to be about artists. And then people that do, like, photography are, like, um, just, like... Mm-hmm. Um, conceptual artists like that draw and like digital art and stuff like that and like fashion because like, I believe people don't think about those jobs enough and don't give people enough credit for them mm-hmm. so yeah I agree. Um, so one question I always want to ask everybody that I interview is um, what would what is your hope or what do you think that you could help to generate a change in the music industry Either it be by photography on the photography side or as an artist when you're creating your stuff. I just like want there to be like this general idea and feeling that like there's enough for everybody and you don't have to be like, oh, this person does this. It's going to like, you know, like throw me out or whatever. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like if you have the idea of like abundance and like gratitude for everybody that's involved, then I think, you know, as a person, you'll be more successful and I feel like it'll create, like, a general better vibe for the, you know, community, the music community and stuff. Um, so I just think that's, like, really important, and it's kind of something I hope will change. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably one of the issues I have with it as well. And, like, because um, I think that if it was more cooperative, there would be a lot less. Um, even when it becomes to the fact of us not getting paid enough. I feel like if we learn how to work together and not think of each other as competition, because mm-hmm. I think the music industry at large, especially when it comes to labels, kind of pits us together. Mm-hmm. I mean, pits us against each other to get this one spot. And then even if you get on a label, there's no guarantee that you're going to be like the top artist on there because you have to fight against people on the label as well to right. get promotion and stuff like that. So I believe if we started, like, I love this independent movement. Even on our campus, like, Jackson's part of, like, the um, four, um, 43 um, Collective, which is, like, a collective of um, artists and musicians, which is, like, student-run. It's all about, like, okay. artists collaborating with each other. Yeah. And then, like, this podcast about me trying to get promotion for people that don't either want to get signed later on the line or mm-hmm. just want to be independent and get their... Um, royalties and stuff like that together like i think it's it's important for us to try and um make it um a better place for everybody so i respect that idea um so i just want to thank you for coming in to be interviewed by me i hope it was um interesting and (laughs) i hope it was um fun for you guys to hear especially about the rmg stuff because i wanted somebody from rmg to come in and talk about more of it in a general aspect because i didn't like know everything about it so mm-hmm. it's interesting to have somebody that was actually part of like creating everything to be interviewed um but i'll see you guys in the next interview and see you guys next week so bye guys <laughs>